I'm Amber Peterson, and you're listening to Mamas and Money, episode 32, Tell Your Money Where to Go. Did you know that creating confidence with your money will change your life? My name is Amber Peterson. I'm a mother, licensed financial professional, and a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And if you're ready, let's take this journey together. Welcome everyone to Mamas and Money. I am so excited that you are here today. My name is Amber Peterson and I am your host. And we're so excited that you're here because here at Mamas and Money, we want to help you create confidence in your money. Because I know when you have confidence in your money and your decisions around money and what you can do and become around your finances and money, then you can create the life you love for you, your family, and your business. And I'm excited about our topic today. We're going to be talking about telling your money where to go. Now, sometimes this topic can be a little overwhelming. The more common term for this is budgeting, but I want to break it down and really help you see how budgeting can fit into your life and your lifestyle. And so it's not so overwhelming, but it gives you what you need and empower you to create what you want with your money. So let's dive right in. We're going to talk about two amazing women in the world to date. Their names are Kathy Bruff and Anita Sanville. And Kathy and Anita saw a gap in the world and a need that needed to be filled because they noticed there was many women that were homeless that lacked financial education. And they wanted to help change that. They wanted to help them break free of poverty And they wanted to also build a team and a sisterhood of personal finance coaches because they know when they created that union to help all women succeed and to move forward. And they noticed with especially this group of women that one in seven have been in poverty for various reasons. Their families have been living in poverty for years and years and have very little financial education. And women make less generally than men. They have poor role models and lots of financial and personal financial challenges. And it can be overwhelming with those money issues. And it can also be contributed by the choices they make because of that lack of financial education. And they picked the homeless women population and they knew it was going to be an overwhelming and a big challenge, a large undertaking but they also knew how important it was. So they spent time researching, they spent time figuring out how to best reach them and reaching out to others saying, hey, what kind of programs do you need? They came up with a program that is 12 instructional workshops with one-to-one coaching for six months. They focus on the basics of budgeting, banking, credit, and additional workshops that deal with self-esteem, changing behavior, and giving women confidence. We talk about that a lot here. (laughs) Giving women confidence that they need in order to be able to manage their money after the program. And each woman is matched with her own personal volunteer. And what I found so fascinating is in their first six years, they had 35 programs going in 19 different agencies, and that's helped over 400 women. And the other side of that is they've also trained 275 volunteer coaches. And what I found so amazing at these volunteer coaches don't necessarily have to be from the finance industry or to have an extensive financial background. Some of them do. Some of them do have that financial background, but others are teachers, retired nurses, active nurses, really women that just want to help other women achieve 
and to learn and to grow. And I love that. Talking to Anita and Kathy when they were interviewed is so fascinating because they said when they first undertook this very big uh, responsibility in this business, it started off in their living rooms. It started off in local cafes. It started very small, but they had this passion and they wanted it to grow. Then, of course, as they moved forward, they found grants from different agencies to help them move into their own buildings and to expand what it is today. And they not only want to do it in their local area, but they want to expand it even further to help more and more women have that financial education to help them move forward. And I love this. They said 71% of our bodies lead the program saying that they feel confident about their ability to manage money. And that's versus the 21% when the program starts. So they see a huge increase of women gaining this knowledge and helping themselves move forward. I wanted to focus on a few things from Kathy and Anita's story here and what they've done and what they have created with Budget Buddies. The first thing here is Budget Buddies is designed to help homeless women break free of poverty, aided by a sisterhood of volunteer personal finance coaches. So yes, Kathy and Anita had the vision and the goal and working together to get the resources, but we can't do it alone. They needed a group of volunteer women also to step in to make sure that these women have what they need going forward and to be that personal friend and mentor to give them their time and their energy so they can be successful. Kathy and Anita also noticed that one in seven women live in poverty for various reasons. They saw that need and wanted to help women in these situations change their lives for the better through their finance. They noticed there was a need there that many of these women didn't have that education to help them move forward. And by giving them that education, being there to walk them through the process can make a huge difference in helping them live lives that they want to live for them and their families. They also understood in from their research that their program needed to be comprehensive. It needed to be tailored to women they were working with. It needed to be on their level and addressing those specific things that they needed. So not only did they give the necessary information, they had one-to-one coaching, but they also had a friend and a mentor to help them on their journey. And I think that's so key. We as women can go many different places to find information today, especially about finances and money. We can go all over the internet. But the one-to-one coaching and that friend and mentor to help you through the process can make all the difference in the world because then you can ask those specific questions. You can see if you're on the right track. They can give you guidance and mentorship. And that's what's helping them be more successful and confident in their journey. I also love that their volunteer force didn't necessarily make up those who have a financial background. You didn't have to have a degree in finance and money. You didn't have to have all this experience. It just needed to be women who care about helping other women for it to be successful. And when the business first started, it started off small. It started off in cafes and living rooms. And of course, from there, it could expand by getting grants from not only state agencies, but from family foundations and individuals. That process doesn't necessarily start off massive, but if you have a dream and a vision and a goal, start off small and keep working towards that. And you can get more and more help along the way in that vision and goal as well. And then 71% of our bodies leave the program saying they feel confident about their ability to manage money versus 21% when the program first starts. And I think that is huge. Being able to help women on their journey, 
helping them have the information to move forward only makes our world a better place. Because when we have knowledge, that is power, but it's even more powerful when it's applied. So when we have this knowledge, then applying it to our lives help us have a better future going forward. And remember, the road may not always be smooth. It may be bumpy. It may be rocky. In fact, it will be. We may take wrong turns somewhere, but it is possible if we just keep applying and keep learning and keep growing. So I love that. I love that there's these amazing women out in the world that are serving and helping. And this is what we want to offer you here today too, is to take some more financial knowledge and apply it to your life so you can reach your dreams and your goals and the things that you want to accomplish. Diving in, what is a budget? And why have one in the first place? (laughs) Especially if this is not a habit currently for you to have a budget, maybe it's something that you don't participate in, that's completely okay. But what is the point? Why have a budget? And very simply put, I look at a budget as a way to track your money into categories. So you know where you're telling your money to go. If we don't know where our money is going, it's really hard then to work towards our goals and dreams. And I know on our previous Mamas and Money, we talked about being aware of our money, tracking our money. And it's kind of like a GPS system. If we don't have where we are now in tracking and budgeting, then it makes it really difficult to plan out our journey to get to our destination or our end goals and the life we want to create. So example for our budget, if you're telling your money, if you notice on a budget or in your tracking that you've told your money to go to a house payment or rent payment, then you see that as an expense on there. But it's also telling you where you're choosing to spend your money. You're choosing to spend your money on a home or an apartment or a townhome, somewhere that you want to live. Okay. And that is going to be a a wonderful awareness for you to show you why are you choosing to spend your money in certain ways and if those choices are serving you. So if you see that, so if we take that example again of you're spending money on rent or a home payment, you're noticing you're making a choice to have a place to live. And when you notice that, you say, is that serving me? Is that helping me create the life I want? And guess what? you get to decide that answer. There's no right or wrong answer here. You just have to see if it's serving you. So if you say, yes, it is my desire to have a place to live for me and my family, and that's important to me, and I'm spending the money I want to spend to have that, then yes, it is serving you. It's helping you create the life that you want. Now, if you might be looking at that and saying, you know, I'm spending this money in this rent payment, and it's not creating the life that I want, and you may want to go look for a home or a different living arrangement, then you can see that it brings up awareness as you're budgeting that and saying, is that something that's serving me? Or do I want to change that and create more of the life I want from making a different decision? So very simply put, your budget is going to help you see where your money is going and see if it's serving you. Now, our mindset is going to play a huge role into our budgeting, just like it does with all of our different financial and money conversations and everything we're looking at to do with money, our mindset is going to play a major role in it. And the reason why I think budgeting can be sometimes overwhelming and sometimes a habit we don't always want to form is because our minds and our brains do not want to budget. (laughs) And our minds actually will work against budgeting because it takes time, it takes energy and effort, and frankly, it's kind of boring. (laughs) 
It, it really is putting numbers on like a spreadsheet or a tracking form. Not very exciting. Not the funnest thing to do. And the other thing is our brains, especially if it's not a habit yet, if this is something we're not used to doing, then our brains are going to say, well, why do we need to do it? We've been surviving just fine without a budget. We don't need to do it. It's going to take that effort and that energy at the same time. And if you tuned in last week, we talked about when we look at our money choices, when we look at where we're telling our money, where to go, it may bring up our own judgment and mindset with money and our beliefs around money. So if we see an expense that we have made, we may judge ourselves and say, this was a bad purchase, or I shouldn't have spent that money. And it will start to bring up our own judgments and it might make us feel uncomfortable, or it may even make us feel bad because of what we're thinking about ourselves and our judgments. That will come up. And that's another reason why our brains are like, oh, this could be painful. We don't want to do this. And I'm telling you this because I want you to be aware of it. Nothing's gone wrong. Your brain's working perfectly well. <laughs> the way the brain works is that it wants us to keep us safe, avoid harm and pain. It wants to keep us efficient and it's looking for pleasure whenever it can. So if we're doing a budget can sometimes work against all the things the brain wants to do because it takes that time, energy, and it's not very pleasurable. It's kind of boring. <laughs> But knowing that as you step into a budget, especially when your mind works against you, you can be like, thank you. I understand that we still want to budget because it's going to help me get to where I want to be. And the other thing you're going to want to be aware of, especially if you're in a relationship with you have a spouse or significant other, not only is your mindset come into play, but then also your significant other's mindset's going to come into play as well. And then it's going to be that coming together of learning about each other, your mindsets around money, and finding a way to work that together to make a budget that serves you both. And like I said, it can be and will be <laughs> uncomfortable, not only coming together with your significant other and figuring out how you want to work with your money together, but also your own judgments of yourselves, of each other, the expenses that come up. But it's also a great way to then decide what kind of future do you want to have? What do you want to create with your money, even though that can be an uncomfortable conversation or several conversations until you find what works best for you both. So I want to talk about some different budgeting methods. Now, there are many budgeting methods out there and you want to find the one that works best for you. But I wanted to go over a few and I do recommend any budget method that you try Take part in it for at least three months because then that's going to help you see if you can stick with that budgeting method and if it's working for you and serving you in the best way possible. And after that three months, if you feel like that is not helping me, I don't like the way that budget method works, then I would suggest go try other methods, but do it for at least three months so you can see if that's going to be the one that you can stick with. And that ultimately is going to be the best one for you is the one that is going to be easiest for you to stick to and stick through so it becomes part of your monthly and daily routines so they can help you create what you want to in the future. So this first one's called a zero-based budget. In a nutshell, you see all the money you have coming in and then you budget your categories. So at the end of the month, you basically end up spending everything that you brought in. So you basically should have about zero <laughs> in that bank account at the very end of the month after all of your expenses, after putting money into all the necessary categories or the fixed categories, as well as 
all of the not fixed categories, those that can be a little bit more fluctuating, and then also spending money in areas that you want, um, and also towards debt management and savings. So it just helps you say, okay, this is how much we have come in. So if you, let's say it's $5,000 coming in, you budget every category. So it shows that $5,000 is coming out. The next one is an envelope method, very similar to zero based, but you withdraw all of your money out of your bank account in cash. You put it into those budgeting envelopes. So each envelope might say my bills for the month is in one envelope. So you put all the cash that you'll need for your bills that month in that envelope. You may have an envelope that says grocery money. And so you put all the money in there that you can have for groceries that month. You may have a category that says gas for vehicles and you put all the money in there for cash for those vehicles to buy gas for the month. One thing about this method that's really helpful is that as soon as the cash has gone out of that envelope, then you know that you've reached your budget limit and you can no longer go use that money for that category unless you use it from another envelope. So it's actually a really great way to say, okay, there's no more money in this category, so we can't spend any more in this category. However, the, the thing about the envelope method is that many different companies out there, a lot of different financial institutions offer electronic payment of bills. And so that might make it a little bit more difficult to do a full envelope cash method, unless you like to take that cash to those individual places for payment. So that can be a little bit more cumbersome as well to do that method. Now the 50, 30, and 20 basically is dividing up into three categories for your budget, 50, 30, and 20%. So 50% of the money you have coming in goes to your necessary expenses. You might include in there your house payment, the bills to your house or to other things that you want to pay for. So I think of a heat bill, a water bill, gas bill, if you or in need of a cell phone and you feel like that's a necessary expense, a cell phone bill. And then the 30% goes to discretionary expenses. So those things that could either you could put into ones that aren't fixed, like a grocery or gas for cars, or you could even divide it up into things like, hey, this would be more like eating out money. And this would be um, if we want to put more towards a clothing budget, or if we want to save for a trip those type of things. And then the 20% goes to your savings and debt payments. So you can say, hey, 20% of this money coming in, or I'm going to put a portion of that into savings. I'm going to port a portion of that towards debt. Now, one thing about the 50, 30, and 20 method is it just keeps things in a little bit more simple way to break down. So you have 50% going to that necessary expenses. So you know, okay, if I have $5,000 coming in, 2,500 is going to those necessary expenses. And then you can take that 30% say, okay, that's towards my discretionary and then the 20%. So it breaks it down a little bit more simple into those different categories. Now pay yourself first. I recommend this actually for all budgeting methods to pay yourself first, prioritizing your savings and your debt and then other expenses. So you can actually utilize this along with other budgeting methods. But the reason why I like this so much is because then you're always having something for you and future you. Because a lot of times what can happen is that we budget the necessary things first or what we deem necessary. So we might say, okay, I need to pay my house payment. I need to pay my, my bills for my house. I need to make sure we have groceries for the family. And we, we pay all those things. And what ends up usually happening 
is that we go through all of our money for the month. And then towards the end of the month, when we want to put money towards savings and debt, there's no more money to do that or very, very little. What I recommend is giving yourself money first. So putting in savings for you first, putting money towards debt, and then prioritizing your expenses after that. And that way you always have money for future you in case anything were to come up, whether that's an emergency, whether that's wanting to put towards something for you and your family, like a vacation, or if you just need extra money for whatever life brings you. You have some of that going forward and it brings a lot more peace of mind. Plus putting money towards that debt also helps you get to where you want to be financially because you no longer have that worry of extra debt going forward. Now the no budget's a little bit different. The no budget is basically very similar to a zero base where you're tracking your expenses. You know what reoccurring bills hit your account. You set aside cash for debt payment, and then you spend what's left on the things that you want outside of all the necessary things. And the biggest thing with this budgeting method is learning to tell yourself no. That when you can see that there's just not that money in there that you can spend on that item to tell yourself no. Now, this one can be a little more uncomfortable because we don't like to tell ourselves no, <laughs> especially if we're feeling stressed or tired or overwhelmed it's harder to tell ourselves, no, I've been there for sure. But this also gives us empowerment to say, you know what, that's not going to serve me right now. So I don't want to spend my money in that way because I know that that's really not going to help me going forward. So that's definitely something to, to consider. If you have a budgeting method working for you now, wonderful. If not, try one of these methods and see if it works for you. And especially if you've been tracking your money already, then it's going to be very, very simple for you then to just put those things in categories. So all the money you're spending on groceries, put it into the budget category of groceries and see how much money you're spending. If you have one for healthcare costs, then put all of those expenses into a budget of saying just healthcare costs. And that really gives you leverage to see where you're choosing to spend your money and if it's helping you. So what will that budget do for you? I like to think once again of that GPS or taking a route and planning a trip. So if you're driving somewhere, a budget will help you get there, but you're the driver. So you are the driver of your finances. And to get you to where you want to be, you need to know the routes, the pitfalls, and plan for a successful trip. If we don't have that tracking, if we don't have that budget, there's no way that we can then plan to get us to where we want to be. If you've ever been on a trip and it wasn't planned, <laughs> and if that's been something you have encountered, you go on this trip and you may have noticed it wasn't quite as efficient, that there might have been wrong turns, there, there might have been bumps in the road, things that came up that were unexpected and maybe things that could have been avoided with a little bit of planning. Really a budget helps you do that. Your budget helps you get there the most efficient way possible to look for things ahead that could be potential pitfalls, that could be potential issues and help you navigate that so you can have the most successful trip possible. That's one way a budget will help you. The next is when you know where your money is going, you can then decide if those choices you are making are serving you and helping you create the life you want. So I know we talked about this throughout today, but when you see a budget and you might see in that budget, oh, I've spent a lot of money in this category. Maybe it's in groceries. And you're like, oh, I've spent $800 in groceries this month. 
Is that something that served me and my family? Now you may say, yes, yeah, it absolutely served me and my family because we had the food what we needed. We had great nutrition. We were able to cook the meals we wanted. Perfect. If it's serving you and that's helping you get to where you want to be, keep doing it. But if you notice, hey, that, you know, didn't really help us. We didn't get our use out of that. We could have maybe redirected some of that money somewhere else. Then you know that because you see it on your budget. And a budget also helps you when you know of things coming up in the future that you need to plan for that maybe isn't an every month expense. So it really puts you in the driver's seat. It helps empower you to create the life you want through your finances. And it can really simplify it. I think it helps it be a lot less overwhelming because then we see it, we say, oh, this is an expense I made this month in this category. I spent this much on my house. I spent this much on my bills. I spent this much in gas. And it doesn't have to be dramatic. We don't have to beat ourselves up over it. In fact, that's not going to be helpful. (laughs) But I think if we just see those numbers on paper, we can say, ah, is that where I want my money to go? Is that helping me get to where I want to be? And just to kind of round off today, I love this quote by Ayn Rand. And it says, money is only a tool. It will take you wherever you wish, but it will not replace you as the driver. So money is just something we get to use to help us on our journey, but it doesn't replace us as the driver in the driver's seat. We need to be able to be empowered with our finances. And the best way, one of the best ways to do that is to know where our money's going and to make a choice if that is serving you or not going forward. Because every time you make those choices and you see that it's getting you to where you want to be, that's going to help you create more confidence in your money and help put you more into the driver's seat to telling your money where to go. It's been a pleasure to talk to you today. I'm so glad we could connect and talk a little bit more about budgeting. If you do have questions, if you have more questions related to a budget, how to get started on a budget, or even just your mindset around budgeting, I would love to connect and help you with that. You can always find me here at Mamas and Money, or you can reach me by email or by my website. I would love to connect with you and we'll chat with you next week. And if you're finding this podcast helpful, but you want to go to the next level in creating confidence with your money, head on over to amberpetersoncoaching.net forward slash courses. There we're going to help you create confidence in your money. And what does confidence do? It's going to help you make those decisions you need to make about your money and feel good about those decisions. It's going to help you generate more abundance and more income where we can look at what is your money mindset creating for you? And is that something that's serving you? Or do you want to create something more? I look forward to seeing you there and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for joining me today. Please let me know if you have any questions or ideas of things you want to learn about in upcoming podcast episodes. You can reach me by email at amberpetersoncoaching at gmail.com. And if you find this podcast to be beneficial and is supporting you in your goals, please leave a review. That way others can find this podcast as well. I appreciate you and look forward to taking this journey together.